Welcome everybody to the Voices from the North East Podcast. Morning podcasters. You know, I was born in North Seaton Colliery. When I, when I were a lad, I should have remembered that because my mother used to work for them. I'm champion for me, absolutely fine. And who doesn't make the selection box for breakfast? That was Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. She went flying over Maple in Chibustelli. Welcome back, everybody, to uh, the last in the mini series specials, The Lost Camp. So you've got myself, Paul. And me, Justine. Yeah, for the next few minutes, just to wrap up, just to kind of close the book. Uh, although maybe not permanently close the book, but on this little bit of a mystery in our hometown. So, Justine, where did we start off with this? What was the starting point? Can you remember? Feels like a long time ago now. It it started with a Facebook post, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, people trying to work out if what they were remembering was correct about this place in North Seton. Um, and there was a debate about whether or not they were prisoner of war camps. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, so I, mum had tagged me in in the mm-hmm, Facebook post yeah. saying, "Did you know about this?" Um, just down the road from where you were, I think the first like problem we came across was people didn't know where it was, because there was a lot of confusion between North Seton Village, yeah. and North Seton, um, and those are two different things. And then there was. Um, confusion about where the camp was because obviously um when you talk about North Seton Hall, lots of people were confusing that with what was the big grand North Seton welfare building, which was down in North Seton Village, the colliery, the, the, the difference between the sorry, the village and the colliery. Um and it wasn't there, it was it was in the the village end, the more Asherton side of it, which is on the other side of the road here. Which is now the domain. Yeah. In the in yeah, so it's the domain and and, and that leads on to about the only bit of evidence we can find, I don't know if you can call it evidence really, but is the wall, the surrounding wall that goes round the domain, and the domain being this 1970s, do we think? I don't want to say for certain because I haven't checked it, but this this, um, not very old, really, in real terms, um, housing estate, beautiful houses, and as you noticed... Excellent gardens. Excellent gardens. (laughs) Um, And so what's there... Uh, or about the only thing you can find is is this really old wall that surrounds the whole estate. It's really interesting that what's left is that summer house lawn and sign, um, or summer house lane, and we know that now because of the summer house built on the estate, which was just an amazing. Like the photographs online are amazing of what that was a pretty impressive piece of architecture. Um, but we spoke to experts as well, and they've looked into this, and it's, it feels really... I mean, I don't like to end the series on a bit of a downer, in a sense, <laughs> but it, it feels a little bit defeated, because we just have to admit we can't find any physical evidence. I really thought when we started we would find something on a piece of paper somewhere, yeah, just some kind of evidence, but we, we've spoke to experts, and, and they've told us what they've told us, which is that it doesn't seem to appear... Even as a prisoner of war camp, you know, it doesn't appear on any records that it they've did been help able us to find. narrow it down in yeah. terms of the, the chronology, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we're looking at the timeline to try and ascertain if it was more likely to be a POW camp or an internment camp. 
Yeah, and that, that debate was even opened just like a week ago on Facebook by somebody else who'd posted in a totally different group, but did we know there was a internment camp where Italian prisoners were interned during the war? And it's really interesting that like to have that discussion and 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 sometimes debate with people over what it is. And at least I can feel a bit more confident now mm-hmm. through the conversations we've had where we track the timeline of it. And you can say, well, actually, if it was an internment camp, it would have been in operation right at the start of the war and only for six, six months, months maximum. Yeah. Because people have got these long-term memories of it and we've got people who've said that they came back from internment camps and, and were a, a relatively free, although go back and listen to that episode about internment, it's not yeah. fun. Um, and they said the camp was still there. It may well have exclusively... Semi-exclusively housed Italian and German POWs, but it definitely at that point can't have been an internment camp because it was later in the war. The idea of Italians is the thread that runs throughout. Yeah. Like whether people think it's POW or internment, it is always Italians yeah. that are mentioned. So I think there's probably enough. Yeah. To that, to to say that that's probably factual. Yeah. Um, but people speak with such certainty about whether or not it was POW yeah. or internment yeah. but without any evidence. It's I think I said back in episode one it was a bit like um, a game of Chinese whispers. Yeah. Where because people have kind of just talked about this thing, they've just decided, well, it, it is true and it's almost their memory without it actually being their mm-hmm. memory. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily in their timeline. Yeah, um, But it's, it's really interesting for me. And the idea, you know, we're both teachers. I love the idea that this is a really juicy bit of history to say do you, do, to children did you know there was a prisoner of war camp right here less than half a mile from where there is a primary school now and where there's a high school now and so um and you know doing the research we've then and oh there's a truck going past the window that's great um but um you know like there was a camp at Pontyland. I love the idea that some of these multi-million pound houses um are built on the and I kind of want to say to the kids I wonder if the history department know that when they're teaching the war that there's a really massive, massive yeah. piece of history was right on the doorstep of where the school is now. Um, and and even that, like Seton Delaval Hall, is, didn't we find out that's where there was a camp? Um, and that's where a lot of the confusion with this camp yes. came, that people thought, no, no, it's definitely that. But no, we've checked with two two different sources there. It's not that camp. This one in Ashton just doesn't appear on records anywhere. Um, maybe me ma'am was right in what she said right back at the very beginning after our visit to um, the archives that it was something that might just get lost in the history and I think there's something almost poetic about the fact that when we went exploring and we walked around the domain and we were looking specifically at the wall the boundary wall that we couldn't actually find the sign on the wall that says yeah. Summer House Lane because it's so overgrown. Yeah. You can't, there yeah. is no sign there. Yeah. It's probably hidden underneath all the ivy and everything else that's grown over it, but it's almost, it's it's hiding it. It's taking yeah. it away. What we found was right round the back. Oh, yeah. Um, on the electric station. Yeah, the yeah. electric station. Thank you. Um, a, a small sign that just happened to say Summer House Lane. Yeah. Yeah, and that's all, and that's not even really a sign for the public. Like that's the sign for the engineer. Claimed it. I know. Make you say maybe that is the the, the poetic uh, the end to the the, the mini series is the idea that um, like history just gets swallowed up over time and hidden and masked unless 
you're doing things like this, like oral history projects like this, where you can get people to talk about it unless you can write things down. And I would hope it keeps it in the public consciousness that when someone's listening to this, they then go and have a conversation with somebody yeah. and say, did you know it was there? I didn't, I've lived here 25, 30 years. I didn't know it was there. That's the conversation I like having with people when they go, oh. but that's the importance of this stuff is that all this is history of the town. And as new people come into the town and as old people leave the town for whatever reason, that history that we, we talk about, the sign as you come into Ashton has proud past, bright future, words to that effect and you think unless you do something to keep that proud past alive it's slowly slipping into distant memory and then going to be forgotten i think i've said this as well in in every episode of this mini series if you know that you have come from a family that has connections Mm. you know if you're a descendant of an italian immigrant in ashton yeah go in your loft (laughs) yeah God, yeah, please. You know, the amount of photographs and letters mm. and all kinds mm. of treasures that your mum and dad have got in their loft from like over 100 years yeah, yeah, ago. Yeah, more than that, yeah. Things that have just been kept. Mm. And I guess people put things in boxes and put them away and they just don't think about what's actually there. But there could be something in there that helps just to add a little bit yeah. more Definitely. to this puzzle. And, and you know, and that there's a broader picture there as well. We touched on this with Joe March at the, at the archives that we have entered into a generation now where photographs in particular are captured on phones. Mm -hmm. And as yet, we haven't worked out a digital archiving system for things. And there's a real concern that that's going to slow the kind of oral history down in the next generation because people won't be talking about photographs that they've got in a loft and they won't be talking about photos that are in an album. And so stories will start to slip out of memory. Um, yeah, and it's, I mean, that's thats a danger for society as a whole, really, to start losing track of your history. So if you have anybody in your family that is connected to this story and you think you could add a little bit to it for us, please um, talk to them. If you've got a mobile phone that is a smartphone, then you have the ability to record them. So press the record button on there and record a conversation with them. Um, you can email that to us at podcastnortheast at gmail.com and we will happily add that into we'll do a mini special episode again later or we'll add it to the end of an existing episode it would be lovely to kind of pull that back in from people and try and add to the story but for now i think we are going to have to say that unless we can find some more evidence of this or unless someone can record their voice for posterity's sake there is a real danger that the lost camp in Ashton in North Seton really will become a lost camp. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to this mini-series. The podcast is going to return uh, to its, I suppose, episodic formula after um, a short break. Uh, We are going to run into um, our Halloween special. It will be up next. It'll probably be released on the same day as this if I get my editing done on time. Um, And that's talking about the Lampen Worm. And we've got Sylvia from the Haunted Palace blog coming back to talk to us about that. So tune in for that. Uh, Please continue to follow us on all the podcast um, station uh, apps out there. So from Google uh, Podcasts to Amazon Music uh, to Spotify and Apple Podcasts, make sure you've pressed the follow button because we don't release episodes every single week. Um, But when you do get a new episode out there, if you're following us on one of those apps, you will get a notification when it comes out. So you don't have to tune in every time like that. 
Okay. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you again, dear. Your input valuable. Very interesting, if a little frustrating. Indeed. (laughs) Indeed. All right, everyone. Take care of yourselves, and we will speak very soon. Bye now.